You're listening to It Won't Turn Off on EdinburghNow.com. The show will begin after this short break. Please stay tuned. Everything you need for Edinburgh is at EdinburghNow.com, including live streaming of our station. EdinburghNow.com and WFSC, they just plain damn well go together. If you're looking for news that's more on the nerdy side, then join me, Britton Roselle, and me, Logan Lilly, for the It Won't Turn Off podcast on edinburghnow.com with new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We cover and discuss the most important games, movies, TV, and comic news, as well as some unique stories you won't hear anywhere else. So tune in to a podcast that's so good, it won't turn off. Streaming only on edinburghnow.com. WFSC is sponsored in part by Edinburgh Apartment Rentals, offering new apartments and townhouses to students and residents located directly off the Edinburgh University campus. The main office is in the Edinburgh Apartment Rentals Plaza, right off of Darrow Road, next to Norman's Pizza. More information is at 814-734-2700 or online at rentedinburgh.com. Welcome to episode 14 of our podcast called yes. It Won't Turn Off. Yes. Um, here we discuss pop culture news from games to movies to comics, TV, and then basically whatever else and we that, feel And like then happening. the random nuances that we just touch upon. Just slightly touch upon with a very gentle... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to talk about some more Pokemon Go stuff. We're going to talk about the Friday the 13th Kickstarter again. We're going to talk about some Game of Thrones theories. Ooh. King Kong versus Godzilla. Some uh, some McDonald's McDonald's news that we That's really big. need to cover. It's big. It's going to change lives. Really. And the live action Tarzan. So stay tuned uh, for us talking Cross, to you talking about those things that we just mentioned. about those things logan how we was did. how was your past few days my past few days were busy <laughs> yeah yeah very busy uh, getting into the swing of things but yeah that's good yeah well what about you um busy also almost equal maybe equally is probably not equally as busy but i've been busy yeah i've been i've been pretty busy it's not a competition not a competition it could be could we we don't have to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Um, I checked out that game that we talked about in maybe like our second episode called The Beginner's Guide. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was... Throwback. That was something. Like, Flashback Friday. Yeah, I guess. I'm not a fan of that because there's already Throwback Thursday. That's and just Turn Back Tuesday. It's just vanity. People just want to yeah. keep going back. Well, eventually... Pick one day. You spread it out. Eventually, you have to really stop and think like is this what i want to do do i want to keep going back yeah no but (laughs) you can't can't go back yeah but uh beginner's guide is a very interesting look at the relationship between two characters and you're kind of playing through um like all of these games that one of them made trying to figure out what happened and like where they are and stuff like that and it's very emotional and I felt bad afterwards, mm-hmm. but also creative. It was weird. Gotcha. If you make art, play that game, okay. and then get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because it, it was, it was, it was something. It was something. Yep. There you go. Well, yeah, I don't have anything new to add. Okay. Um, Great. Yeah. Well, then do you want to go? If any, yeah, if anybody cares, I got to max level in Destiny for my my Warlock. Nice. Nobody cares. There, the, my, I'm hoping there's like one person out there who's like, yes, he did it. That's me. It's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. At least you're in the room with me yeah. to pump it up. So let's jump right into games. So um, the Friday the 13th um, game we, uh, talked we were talking about, about on Wednesday. That's on, we talked about it last podcast that uh, as a Kickstarter um, according, um, apparently, it, the Kickstarter is now around four hundred thousand. 
Yeah. So they raised that much. They need like three hundred thousand more to complete their goal. Um, we still haven't backed it. Yeah. No. But no, yeah, no. it's uh, it's getting up there. Within one day, it was at like three hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. Yeah. I just think it's a really cool concept. I think the yeah. game in general looks like it would be a fun idea. I don't know if I'd play it all the time. I wouldn't play it all. The time. I feel like every once in a while, if I'm like, you know what, it's time to run away from Jason Voorhees or for a be, while, or, or be, be Jason, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> for a while. For for the rest of my life. No. No, don't do that. No, because that's a lot of murder. Yeah, that's a commitment. Yeah, that's... And then you have to come back from the dead several times. Then you have to go to Manhattan. And then you got to go to space. And then you have to go to space. And then you have to be... Then you have to fight Freddy Krueger. And then you have to be rebooted. And then you have to get pretty bad DLC for Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jason's fun to play as in that, though. I don't. I, I like I like the one specific type where you can throw your machete. I think that's my favorite. Yeah, I just think it's he's relatively, like, he could have been a bit more creative. Yeah, no, I agree. He's a little stiff, but yeah. Um, I, I still think it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. I, liked, I think I like him slightly better than Freddy. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's better than Freddy was in 9. But I think Predator is my favorite deal. Predator was really cool. Yeah. I was really happy with Predator's that. Predator's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway. anyway. See, there you go. We talked about Mortal Kombat. So. Almost on the complete opposite spectrum. <laughs> Pretty much. Nintendo, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Things that'll probably never happen again. Well, that did happen. Did it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The original, yeah. Like, but, but I mean, like, now. Now, yeah, probably now. Yeah. Um, Nintendo, Google, and the Pokemon Company have invested $20 million in Niantic Labs. They're the developers of Ingress and the forthcoming Pokemon Go. The CEO of the company, John Hawk, said, and I quote, We will be using this capital to continue the development of Pokemon Go, to evolve and grow Ingress and its thriving global community, and to build out our real-world gaming platform. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And I think that's really cool, especially... You know, it makes sense um, with those, when you look at the companies that backed it, like Google, they could take a huge advantage of, like, tying in, yeah. you know, um, Google Maps to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well. Well, that's that's kind of how Ingress works. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, tying it in that way, Nintendo obviously makes sense. It's Pokemon. They own it anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be really cool. You could even have a feature on Google Maps that's like, oh, if you're playing Pokemon Go and you want to know where to get some of these Pokemon, yeah. these are where they are. Here are the Pokemon near you. Yeah. Hot fire My question is, have we... <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> um, my question is, have they said whether you can battle with your Pokemon once you catch them? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, okay. That's good. the point. Yeah, okay. Not just, like, run around and catch them. Good. No, you're going to catch them, then you can trade and battle with other people. Catch them all. As if it was, like, So if they get one. hurt, do I have to go to an actual hospital? And... No. Okay, no. I'm going to assume I it's... have my own Poke Center. I'm going to assume it's based on time, and then microtransactions will allow you right. to get them right back into the battle. Probably. Immediately after. Yeah. That's That's what I'm assuming anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... The Return of Destiny's Trial of Osiris has been delayed due to a recently discovered exploit that allows uh, the Hunter Night Stalkers to give themselves unlimited energy for the Shadow Shot super ability, nice. which kind of renders PvP completely unviable. Nice. So until they fix that, um, the Trials of Osiris PvP mode isn't mm-hmm. isn't going to be a thing. Yeah. As someone who never played Trials of Osiris... I didn't get to play it either, but... Oh. Okay. I was never I do mind. know the Iron Banner is uh, going on right now. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Open up the, that nice little top spot up there on the tower. Walk in there. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> quality, quality dialogue right there. Um, so there you go. Yeah. So, in unfortunate gaming news, Valve is still interested in paid mods. Why? That don't remember last year. Well, it wasn't during the was, summer. I don't think it was during. Was it during it was, the summer? It was over the summer. That's where it was. No, no. I think it started in the spring because I remember it was during um, the school year, and like my roommate and I were talking about how it's such a terrible idea. But for those of you who don't remember, Valve attempted um, through Steam like paid mods. So you know, a lot of times people use mods for different games. I know Skyrim's extremely popular for Skyrim it. Skyrim was kind of the main focus. Yeah, that's where they were going for it, and they wanted people to pay for it. And then you saw like. 
immediately afterwards there were a ton of mods that other people made that were just like protest paid mods yeah. and this kind of stuff um they ended up dropping it and they were kind of like sorry we made a huge mistake but anyway um valve's business officer eric johnson said in an interview with kotaku that quote we're willing to take risks but sometimes we're just wrong we definitely screwed up things in the details well yeah but I don't know why they would still be. I, I like the idea of, you know, modders, especially when you're adding a whole new thing to yeah. games. Like, especially with Skyrim, sometimes there's some really big mods in there. Like like, like Moonpath to um, Elsewhere. Yeah, that was a bit. It, um, it, like, added a whole new story. It was basically a free expansion pack that um, someone made. Well, it was a team of people, but I, yeah. I don't exactly remember They had, the like, specific voice actors for it. Yeah, and like it was it was a lot of content. Took you to the Khajiit world yeah. of... Um, elsewhere. Elsewhere. So, like, I understand Jungles. charging for that. Like, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, like, I, I like the idea of modders getting something back yeah. for their effort, but I, I don't like the idea of, oh, here's this really cool... Like, they took... When they did it, um, I think of last spring or whenever it was. Um, they took the idea of they took like some of the most popular mods, and they were like, "Oh, if you want, I mean, obviously they talked to the modders, and the modders had to agree." Yeah. But it was like, "Oh, if you want to play this or use this, you're gonna have to pay for it." Well, which and sucks. and then there was the whole copyright and original content debacle regarding yeah. it because some of the mods were created using things that were introduced in other mods and were not available in the base game. Mm -hmm. So then there was this whole legality question of whether or not you can actually use this content. Right. And then people were starting to, you know, charge for those content pieces because they wanted, if if big mods were using them, then they wanted to have some sort of recompense for it, which makes sense. But at the same time, like, that's rendering big expansion things that weren't meant to be paid for in the first place kind of inaccessible to a majority of the community yeah it's unfortunate so (laughs) so apparently they're still thinking about that i guess they haven't learned their lesson there yep league of legends creator riot games is implementing a new psych evaluation to locate and eliminate toxic players from the community um, it's through a survey, and questions on the survey include, I said things about others to make people laugh, I got very, I got angry very easily with someone, and I was angry most of the day. And you get to mark how you feel about these from, like, a 1 to a 7, based off how these statements apply to you and your League of Legends playing. Nice. So they try to match you up with people who are equally as awful if you were an awful person. <laughs> That's kind of good. Just have all the trolls in one game together making their game just absolutely terrible. Yeah. that's I like that. Yeah, because... <laughs> I like the idea. I like the attempt because that's the thing is nothing ruins a game more than when somebody's just doing it to be a troll and just yeah. not make it fun for other people. Plus, like, League is... It, it very easily um, becomes an agitating oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah, it can be. Because games in, in League of Legends, like, when you're playing... Like, I'm not, I'm not, excuse me, I'm not going to say, like, professionally, but when you're playing, like, for real, like, when you have all your characters stuff to, like, level 30. Right, and yeah, and out, it's, it's a game where you take a lot of time yeah. to earn things or, you know, whatever. So and it, matches you take can it last, seriously, like, an so, hour. Yeah. But um, not, it's not, like, as long as a Dota, usually. But, right. But matches, you know, are usually from, like, 20 minutes to 55. Yeah, you, you're not just going to do it in, like... I'll get, we're, I'm just going to do a match in like five minutes. Yeah. So there's a lot of time and effort put into these games. And towards the end, if you have someone on your team that's either not pulling their weight or doing something specifically yeah. to counter the team's progress, then the, your match is forfeit, basically. Right. And you just waste it all this time. Yeah, agreed. Plus, the community itself can be problematic sometimes with... Uh, like, you know, language insults, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, yeah. Specifically League. Like, uh, uh, never before <laughs> yeah. uh, have I seen some some awful, awful situations yeah. um, in-game and out-of-game, too. Yeah. But, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just kind of wish that more studios would kind of make this effort because, yeah. it you know, it, it goes across pretty much all gaming. Like, uh, pretty much every Wednesday... Um, couple of my friends and I, we, we play um, Prop Hunt, which is the 
um, Gary's mod. Yeah. Um, you need Gary's mod and then Counter-Strike Source. And you, you know, play as different props and that kind of stuff. You're supposed to hide from hunters, yada, yada, yada. And every once in a while, we've had, like, a person that's on our team that's just tired of waiting, basically, till the next round. They'll just tell people, like, they'll go into the chat and say, oh, so-and-so is a cup on the shelf. Yeah. And they, like, just give away your location. It just ruins the fun because it's, you know, that's the point of the game. And you have that across everything. You know, you have people that are either going to, you know, um, kill their own teammates. You know, I know that's kind of a big issue that happens in Halo a lot. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I just, I would, I like the idea of making an effort to try and stop mm-hmm. matching these kind of people with people that actually want to play and enjoy the game. Yeah. Or just stop those, like, even like in a, not a malicious sense, but just stop veteran players from being able to be in games with newer players who are still trying to figure out the game because that's right. not fair to anyone. Really. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, um, it's good to see that they're finally taking these uh, measures to change right. things. So yeah. Agreed. Uh, Square Enix plans to showcase Final Fantasy XV and Platinum's Nier 2 at Paris Games Week, which runs from October 28th to November 1st. They'll also be showcasing Dragon Quest Heroes and Just Cause 3. Mm. So Final Fantasy XV looks really good. Mm-hmm. And so does Nier 2, because Nier 1 was really good. And it's now being developed by Platinum. And everyone knows how I feel about Platinum. So. Yeah. So, so Britain's all kinds of happy right now. Yeah, if you if you couldn't tell by my voice right there. Um, and then we have some some additions to games news that uh, happened basically this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mewtwo amiibo is now able. You can now pre-order it online. Um, oh yeah, I'm and sure that's going to be a popular one. Yeah, it's probably already. <laughs> it's it's by the time you're probably listening to it, yeah. it's already sold out. I'm sure. But it's the first of the DLC character amiibos um, to become available. So soon after this, we'll hopefully get Lucas, Roy, Ryu, mm-hmm. and whatever DLC characters are. Um, the Ryu, uh, the Ryu as an amiibo would be really. Yeah, good. I want to. I yeah. want to get the Ryu one really bad. I wonder if you'd be able to use that for Mario Maker. Maybe they'll put in packs for all That'd the new cool. amiibos because I mean, there's I mean, there's new ones coming out. Like they have ones for all the Animal Crossing characters yeah. that they're making yeah, amiibos they do. for. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, new Nintendo console, the NX, um, there are more reports of um, Nintendo giving out development kits finally for it, mm-hmm. which means developers are getting a chance to work with the system hardware mm-hmm. and software and um, creating things for it. And then it's also um, pretty much confirmed at this point that it's going to be a mobile console hybrid. So there'll be a home console that you can play games on and then a portable version or portable uh, ex- extension of it mm-hmm. that you can take with you and play the same games on. On you mean kind of like 3DS like that or more like it'll be on your phone. More of a a peripheral for it. So like the right. Wii U gamepad but transportable. Oh, gotcha. That's what you're saying. And can play <clears throat> games on its own. Mhm. I understand. Which okay. falls in line with um, the report that we saw the other week of the games being cartridge-based. Right. Because, yeah, because you could put yeah. it in just yeah. like the basically gamepad, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's neat. Um, I think so. I'm really oh. interested to see uh, what they're going to do with the NX. Um, yeah. What uh, I'm assuming it's not just going to be called the NX. I'm sure no, they're going to no, have an official name the, for the it. Working title. Right? Um, <clears throat> really interested about that. It also kind of annoys me because it's like. I did buy a Wii U. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I wish it had more to it, but... But, I mean, I guess... Because I have a feeling, I mean, I, I know this isn't officially announced or anything like that, but if Nintendo learned anything from the launch of the Wii U, I feel like the um, Zelda game um, that's supposed to come out for Wii U, I feel like they're just going to either push it back, because it already got pushed back to 2016. Yeah. I feel like they're either going to not release it for Wii U and it's going to become a launch title for NX or it's going to be across you know, both platforms. But we've seen it run on a Wii U. Right. So we know it's possible that it can come out for it. Right. But at this point in the cycle of the Wii U and how it's kind of been on its way out for the past year, it kind <laughs> yeah. of just makes more sense. The Wii U basically started off flatlining. And mm-hmm. then they gave it a heartbeat when they put out um, Mario Kart and then Smash Bros. And 
you Bayonetta know, 2. Bayonetta 2. You know, For that, me, anyway. Oh, yeah, no, a lot of people <laughs> got that. It was a good game. Um, you know, they, they gave it a little bit of a heartbeat for another time, but then, one, well, Splatoon, I guess a lot of people would be upset if I didn't say Splatoon. Splatoon's good. Um, <clears throat> you know, that kind of stuff, but then once again, I feel like now, again, it's kind of, I mean, Mario Maker, gave, you know, a lot of people got Mario Maker as well, but once again, it's kind of starting to flatline again. Like, Yoshi's Woolly World just came out. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's, that's literally a, all I can say about that's it. That's a game. Like, I I haven't heard anyone interested in picking that game up. Yeah, and I feel like every time they drop, you know, like, oh, yeah, because you know, they have the weird annoying thing in the gamepad where it'll light up blue mm-hmm. and have a notification. And usually for me, I'll, like, for some strange reason, wake up in the middle of the night and there's just this eerie blue light in my room, and I remember I have the gamepad. <laughs> um, and then you click on it, and it's always like, yeah, there's a sale on some old games when we used to make really good games. Check those check those out. And I'm like, okay, we'll make something new. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's just... Hyrule Warriors, I guess. Was that wasn't even Nintendo made, though. No, Nintendo didn't make like, it, but that was another thing. It gave it a little bit of a heartbeat for yeah, a bit. It's just like, it bothers me that the Wii U really hasn't had a large number of strong games. No, like it there's hasn't. there's a handful. And yeah. there's a handful of really really good games. Yeah. But the rest of them like it's just they could have been on the Wii. It's just they look yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. And, yeah, no, very true. And I kind of feel like there's a similar thing going on with the um PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1. It's taken 2 years to get Uncharted 4 out. Yeah. And it's taken 2 years to get Halo 5 out. Yeah. And it's like these are things that people bought the console for to begin with. Oh yeah, for sure. And they need to be launch titles. They should have been. Yeah, you should you should launch PS4 with Uncharted, you should launch Xbox One with Halo Five. You know, those and are things like it's 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 I understand why they've taken so long. Right. But at the same time huge games now. At the same time, all of these consoles are being sold for games that aren't out yet. Yeah. And I feel like unless Zelda the new Zelda game is a launch title for NX. People aren't going to want to buy it. Yeah, because they're the- going to have to make a cross-platform. Because if if the NX is because they've talked that at E3, there's going to be a lot. They said they're going to talk a lot about NX in 2016. Right. Which I'm assuming means they're either going to try to launch it. Which in I'm, 16, I'm assuming it'll be out by holiday 16. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming as well. So I'm assuming next year's E3 will be Nintendo being like, okay, here's the NX. Yeah. Sorry about the Wii U. Um, I agree. If if that's the case, if I'm knowing that the NX is going to come out, you know, basically next year, we obviously don't have any confirmation that that's going to happen. Yeah. But you know, basically, if I know that, and I know that they're going to have Zelda, you know, Zelda, whatever they're going to call it, Wii U, the next Zelda game, the next Zelda game, but it's also going to be on NX, then I'm not going to get it on the Wii U. No. I'm just going to wait and you know either sell my Wii stuff and get an NX and then get it for there. Yeah, but it's like, it's disappointing because the Wii U is given the correct opportunity and the right games, it would it could have been a very strong console. Oh no, it, it should have been and I, I think if I think the gamepad had a lot of interesting potential yeah. but it just didn't it just became, oh you can either watch it on your TV screen or you can watch it in your hand. Yeah, there there aren't really any there's a select Good. number of games where they actually utilize it. Yeah, and it's just it's like the Wind Waker HD. That one Wind they Waker. utilized it really well because they had like the item menu right there, so you didn't mm-hmm. have to like pause to change you know items and stuff before. And Splatoon, you can use it to aim to right. like, fine tune your <clears throat> aiming and stuff. Yeah, it's it's just like there's a handful where they actually use both screens, but it ends up not being utilized. Like they're just I feel like in the the console. Um, like ecosystem, there's, there wasn't a place for the Wii U. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think there ever was. Yeah, that's true. And that's it's it's disappointing that it didn't like take off the way that Nintendo wanted it to, because right. there are some very it di- it good really things felt, there. Yeah, it really felt like they kind of jumped the gun. It was kind of like, oh, we have this console and we want it to be out now, and then they had like a moment where like, oh crap we probably should have had some games with this. 
Like because they had what Pikmin three was a launch title, Pikmin like 3. New Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Wii U, and those were like and the major. Lego. There was a Lego game. Yeah, and like those were their ma- those were their launch titles, and it's like yeah. yeah, Pikmin's a popular franchise. A lot of people like Pikmin. I like Pikmin, but Pikmin doesn't sell consoles. People get Pikmin yeah. because it's a fun game. But, you know, people buy Nintendo products for, you know, Zelda or mm-hmm. Metroid or... Of which there wasn't a game. Yeah, or there wasn't... Star Fox, which still is now being pushed back and that kind of stuff. Like, the Wii had a Mario game... Mario, of course, but like a, regu- like a new Super Mario Bros. game isn't that big. Like, you know, yeah. do, you know, Mario Galaxy 3. That would sell consoles. Like, the, the Wii U... Is basically the only week Nintendo console that hasn't had a majority of their IPs, right? Like new games. Like <clears throat> Hyrule right. Warriors is on Wii U, but it's not yeah, a no. Nintendo made Zelda game. No, it's not. And Star Fox Zero may not even come out on Wii U at this point. Even yeah, though, like they're aiming for a March release date. Yeah, but but once again, if the NX why, is going to be right point, around the yeah. corner from that, then. I, I, I hate to say it because I have a Wii U and I like it and, you know, I played it a lot. Well, I, I played a lot when Mario Kart and Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. were out. Um, but I feel like at this point I would much rather them just kind of coast with the Wii U and let it kind of gently die, if you will, and then come back hard with the NX and be like, okay, look, we've got yeah. Zelda, we've got Star Fox, we have the You know, like you're going to have to port some things over like, okay, it's a port of Smash Bros. or a port mm-hmm. of um, Mario Kart. Because it, that's what, you know, that's how the first two years of the PS4's life basically went, which is HD remakes of things. Yeah. And now we're finally at the point <clears throat> where exclusively PS4 and Xbox One games are coming out yeah. that aren't being released on the previous console generations. Right. But, like, I don't want to say, I don't want Nintendo to wait until. PS4 and Xbox One are on their way out to release the NX. Like, that's no, not what I want, no, but at the same time, is it might just be another Wii U situation in which yeah. it'll come out too early True. or too late. Because the Wii U, like, PS3 and Xbox 360, like, we already knew that their new iterations were coming out by the time the Wii U was released. Right. So it's like there, w- there was no incentive from a consumer standpoint to get one. Right, yeah. And they're just their 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 cycle at this point is is too irregular to really right. line up. Like if they were to wait and then come out with the NX and it blows people away, then mm-hmm. PS4 and then Sony and Microsoft would have to respond to that. But it feels like Nintendo is just responding to Sony and Microsoft when it should be the other way, way around. Right. Because that's how the Wii was. That's how the GameCube was. So it's just it's aggravating from. Not only a Nintendo fan perspective, mm-hmm. but from someone who does care about the genre right. and who does invest right. time and money into it. But yeah, yep. that was hardcore console. <laughs> we, we, Wii U NX rant over. Now we're going to take a break. Yeah, uh, Stay tuned and we'll be back with we'll be right some back. TV news. You want to listen to our station, but you live under a rock or in a bog? Well, you can stream our station live at edinburghnow.com. WFSE, it's right there on the front page. Interact on a galactic level on Wednesday nights from 9 to midnight, listening to Alien Nation Undercover Radio, a mix of songs and bands reimagined as you have never heard before, crossing the boundary of space, time, style, genre, and locale. A special treat for all the freaks and geeks with the Crazy Cat host. Alien Nation Undercover Radio is a listening experience that is out of this world. Wednesday night, 9 to midnight on 88.9 FM, live stream on edinburghnow.com. Fighting Scots of Edinburgh, I know you're out there. Supporters of WFSC include Quickfill, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in the tri-state area, offering American-made fuels from Parent United Refining Company in Warren, Pennsylvania. Information is at quickfill.com. We're back. We are back. With TV News. Britain. Oh, am I kicking it off? Yeah. So I, don't, I don't want to touch it. The third season of Nathan <laughs> For You began. For those who aren't familiar, Nathan For You is a very funny show on Comedy Central. 
in which a man named Nathan comes in and tries to get business into privately owned companies and stuff. He was the creator of the dumb Starbucks thing that happened like two years ago. The dumb Starbucks? It was a Starbucks parody that opened across the street from a regular Starbucks that started taking on the business from the regular Starbucks simply because it was called dumb Starbucks. Amazing. When it had previously just been a family-owned coffee house that was going out of business because of Starbucks. So they used parody laws in order to create a parody of Starbucks to get back all the money that they had lost, basically. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, usually all of his ideas are really bad, but that one is just particularly notable. So season three started last night. There you go. good stuff. Or Wednesday night, excuse me. Um, And then there's a new fan theory regarding Jon Snow and Game of Thrones, like as if there aren't enough of those. This one, one of the millions of theories. One of the millions of theories. Apparently, people think at this point that he's not Ned Stark's sons, but because apparently... There's a lot of apparently in this. Uh, apparently, in the show, there's evidence that he's the son of Ned's nephew. Or no, that he's Ned's nephew, not son. Excuse me. And he's actually a Targaryen, Ooh. which would play into the whole three-headed dragon prophecy thing. So it's like, yeah... That's probably it. I have Good a job. Um, for reading. Yeah. Yes, for reading. Um, did the uh, spoiler last, you know, season ending spoiler, is it that was, still a it thing? Was, it was long enough ago. I think we can talk about we it. Can, we can talk about it. If enough. not, um, All right, if come not, back and like either three mute minutes. the video or whatever. I'll do a. I'll, oh, the I can't do podcast. a hand signal for the audio. Um, okay. Just um, come back in like. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. We're spoiling. We're going to be spoilers. Don't be mad if you don't know. Okay. So, with the um, death of the death of Jon Snow, and then yep. people are like, no, he's totally not dead. Is he still dead, or is he not? No, he's totally not dead. He's not dead? He's back on the show now? Well, he he is dead, technically speaking, I guess. But... In the books... Well, there's, there's a part in the books in which that scene happens, mm-hmm. in which he says ghost's name implying Mm -hmm. that he warged into ghost okay before he died so he's still alive okay just probably in a new body if he comes back okay um but in the show they didn't show that instead they just showed his eyes turning black which usually what happens when someone wargs so Mm. he's alive probably okay but also they haven't really got okay yeah okay good yeah spoiler alert over I guess that's okay. There you go. There's your signal. Yep. All right, so we're back. Uh, <laughs> for for those of you hiding from Game of Thrones spoilers, I didn't want to be that guy. I did not want to be that guy. Well, you uh, were. See, you were. I that was guy. that guy. I was that guy, but also I think it was kind of all over the internet when it happened. So I think oh, it, it got was. spoiled. It was, it was, it was pretty much impossible anyway. to avoid. But from TVs, we're going to the bigger screen. We have a, a lot of movie stuff. We have a lot today. of movie stuff here, so I'm gonna jump right into it. Yeah, so, go ahead. Tom Hiddleston, Loki himself. And yeah. other roles. Uh, he's, he's in Crimson, in Crimson Peak. Peak as that guy. He's as that guy in Crimson Peak. Um, talked with Variety about King Kong. About Kong. Sorry, not yeah. they don't have King in the title. Kong, Skull Island. And explained that, quote, it's not set in the 30s. There's no movie director with a map. There's no out-of-work actress down on her luck. All that stuff is respected. We're just trying to do something new with the myth because Kong is an icon of movies. Which, yes. So have they established what time period it's set in? Not the 30s. So, well, they've said it's not the 30s. But if it's modern day... Which it might be. Which it might be. This ties into something that I think this would be a good time to tie into what the other thing is. Okay. Um, so, Britton, you want to you wanna give that knowledge, then I'll drop my knowledge on that knowledge. Oh, are you talking about Godzilla versus King Kong? Yeah. So, in 2020... 2020. 2020, Mm -hmm. um, they are going, it has been announced that they are going to do a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Which I really hope just ends in them joining forces and having to fight off something. For those of you that are unaware, which is unfortunate, this this already happened during the prime of kind of both franchises, if you will. Um, Interesting fact about the movie itself is in the American version, King Kong wins. In the Japanese version, Godzilla wins. Yeah. Um, So my theory is, is with Tom Hiddleston saying it's not in the 30s, you know, they're not sticking to, like, classic Kong, 
I'm thinking it's probably going to be set modern day. Yeah. And that's how they're going to tie it in because obviously they we had the Godzilla film two lot not this previous not the most recent summer but the summer before yeah. that. Um so I think that's a that's how they're going to tie it in is you know yeah, okay here's King Kong uh modern day and then know, it's going to end with Godzilla's roar at the yeah. end of the credits probably. Britain once again I think you and I should write all end credits. I think after we should credit at scenes. this point. Because that, that's solid, and that would get me hyped as heck. Oh, yeah. If it's just credits, and then it just stops, and then you see something coming from the water, and then Kong, like, turns around or something, and then yeah. Godzilla noise. Yeah. You don't see Godzilla in it, but you, you hear, hear the noise. noise. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I like the idea. I Britt and I were actually talking about this just before we um, started recording. believe it or not, we, we do We talk. actually do talk about this kind of <laughs> stuff before we talk about it to all of you. Um and uh, I'm trying to think of where the thought process for that was. Why I said that. Um, we oh we we were discussing whether we think there'll be different endings again in yeah. different versions. We I don't think so. I don't think I so. At, at this point, I feel like it wouldn't make sense. I feel I like th- I feel like they'll team up, like you said. That yeah. is kind of the thing that happens a lot now in versus movies. I, I don't know what they would fight unless like Cthulhu is going to come out. Oh, that would be dope. <laughs> That <laughs> dope. That would be very <laughs> dope, Britain. Uh That would be cool. Like, I don't know what you would need. Like, what would be big enough that Godzilla and, and King, King Kong, Kong would have to fight together? Like, yeah, Cthulhu. What could obviously, they fight But together? I feel like Cthulhu would still destroy them both. Well, also controversial opinion, but Godzilla is such is like on such a higher tier than King Kong. Oh no, I agree completely. Like, um, what what could I King think Kong Skull do? Island, they're probably gonna, um ham him up a little bit more though too i feel like Maybe. he's going to be bigger than we're used to seeing fire breathing <laughs> fire breathing king kong um i don't know but uh maybe yeah, he, i don't know what they'd be king fighting. kong in a mech a suit mecha a, a mech suit mecha kong yeah which sounds a lot like shaka, shaka kong yeah mecha well, kong <laughs> like mecha king- kong yeah that's i'm gonna say that for the rest, <laughs> of, rest of the day now a suit built specifically for king kong yes to fight things Yes. And then it ties in with Pacific Rim, too. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what it'll be. Godzilla and King Kong are going to fight a kaiju. Godzilla v. King Kong v. v Jaegers. Yeah. Yes. And v. Kaiju. kaiju. V. Cthulhu. Cthulhu versus the world. What a lot of people don't remember when they talk about Cthulhu is literally humanity goes insane at his just sheer presence being there. Mm-hmm. That's that's, well, that's Lovecraftian the right there. Essence of Lovecraft horror. So. Yeah, like like people like the, the human race goes insane from his presence. Which is why I'm very interested to see what's happening in Cabin in the Woods too. Yeah, because that's that's how Cabin in the Woods one ended. It was Cthulhu rose yeah. from the depths? Spoiler, I guess, for a movie that's like four years old. Yeah, I want to watch that again. Is that on Netflix still? Yeah, I think so. I I know it was for the longest time, but they took it. Well, yeah, it might not be on there, but I'm sure I can find it somewhere. The first trailer for the animated Ratchet and Clank movie came out. It looks really cool. Um, It's set to release April 29th, 2016. Has a really strong cast, um, all of whom I don't remember right now. But um, it just it looks it looks a lot of it looks like a lot of fun. And I'm excited for it. That and the Sly Cooper movie, which is coming out the year after. Oh, I forgot about the Sly Cooper movie. Yeah. Yeah. That one, like, I like Slate Cooper a bit more than Ratchet and Clank, but I'm yeah, more excited for the Ratchet and Clank yeah. movie. Yeah. Because I feel like they're more dynamic, I guess, yeah. as far as character scale. Yeah, I can see that. Like, like Slate Cooper I love, but mm-hmm. I'd rather see the Ratchet and Clank movie and play a Slate Cooper game. Yes. Yeah. Warner Brothers is live-action Tarzan film may be in jeopardy as director David Yates is occupied with filming Fantastic Beats, beat, beats, Fantastic Fantastic beats, beats. and where uh, to find them. The sequel to Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> it's the story of, <laughs> story of Dr. Dre getting beats. Fantastic here. Beats. <laughs> Fantastic Beats and where to find them. That's the I, title. I'm That's all, the title. I am a huge um, fan of I'm going to make a parody myself. No, I'm not. Test screenings have been mixed at best, so... Things aren't well, looking good for it. And I think it's also going to be kind of confusing because, I mean, I know I know Disney doesn't own Tarzan. I, yeah. I know that. I'm not an idiot. I know that. Um, but, but I think it's really confusing right now with Disney trying to make 
um, live-action versions of a lot of their animated films. I feel like people yeah. are going to be like, oh, is this a Disney live-action Well, that's what people thought about Pan. Yeah. yeah. Pan's not great, Yeah, in my opinion. And yeah. this is the same people making Tarzan, and it's like... Mm, yeah. You know what did look really good, though? Trailer? Mm-hmm. Jungle Book. Yeah. Live action Jungle yeah, Book. Yeah, Jungle Book looks really cool. Can we, like, let's just stop for a moment and appreciate that Bill Murray is blue. I mean, that's just. Well, it was needed. It needed to be. Yeah. yeah. It was It was told. It was foretold. It was foretold. The prophecy fore- <laughs> foretold. The ancient soothsayers knew. Yes. But anyway, uh, for some strange reason, uh, there's a fourth Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. It doesn't um, have to. The road chip, if you uh. will. Um, painful to say. Um, not only is it a bad decision that they made the film in general, like yep. I said, the the sheer fact that it exists at all. No, I to I, make I, the I, matters I, worse, they were gutsy enough to have it released the same day as Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I wonder um, which one's gonna win. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on December eighteenth. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I will personally, when I go at midnight, because there's no way I'm not going to see Force Awakens at midnight. I want to see it at midnight. If there's anybody there, anybody They're there. not going to. Well, well, they won't have a midnight release. Okay, I'll go yeah. on the day of, uh, after I already saw it, to see it a second time, I guess. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I want to do that. Yeah. On December 18th, and if there's anyone there to see the road chip, I will probably mock them. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm which will s- probably be small children, which makes me a really big jerk. I guess. No, no, I'm gonna stand. But there then again, they should be seeing Star Wars as well. Next to the ticket booth at my local Regal, and just convince home. people to change their mind. I'm gonna have sunglasses on and a trench coat, and if someone asks for tickets to Road Chip, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the glasses down so they see my eyebrows, raise them, scoff, cross my arms, and then walk away. I pictured you with fingerless gloves too. Yeah, those are those are there. Okay, good. It's good to be nice. But yeah, so basically everything that could go wrong with Alvin and the Chipmunks road chip has. So there you go. And then, also uh, in bad movie news. Mm-hmm. You can <laughs> you can take this one away. I'll spin it that way. <laughs> uh the Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters oh. which apparently is a thing. It was a thing. I know you? it's a thing, but yeah. like Apparently, Hansel and Gre- well, I guess they killed a witch. Yeah, so they are um, witch hunters. Apparently, that movie did really well overseas, and that's the only reason this is happening. Oh yeah, because people people love them some Hawkeye. Um, sequel may be made into a TV series rather than a full movie. Paramount has explained that quote the studio is for, um, formulating a new plan that will likely make it a valuable series through Paramount TV. So if you so, really wanted to see. Um, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunter, <laughs> two in theaters. Unfortunately, sorry, you're gonna have to, I guess, accept something that will end up feeling like a really weird supernatural ripoff. Yeah, yeah, it will. I think that's the first time we've talked about supernatural on here. Too. And that's the only time we have to talk Probably. about supernatural. Yeah, no, Moving I on. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a need to talk about. Season yeah. 10 of Supernatural? Yeah. I mean, wait, is it on 10? Is it? I don't know. 10 I, just happened. The only time I've watched Supernatural is when I've been, it's like usually a Saturday, and mm-hmm. it's just on TNT for forever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. And there's nothing else on. I understand why people like yeah, it. I understand. Yeah, it's a, it's an amusing show, but I'm it's not really gonna, long. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. It's really long. It's really long. Um. And then finally, wrapping it up for movie news, Mark Ruffalo is Mark Buffalo, Rark Muffalo. Rark Muffalo. They're gonna. He's gonna be in the new Thor Ragnarok movie as Hulk. They're yeah. gonna go on a space road trip. Now I have I, yes I. Well, yeah, I guess that's what the article said. So it said he's gonna go on yeah. a space road trip. Um, yeah, obviously he's gonna have to go through the Bifrost somehow if he's gonna be at Asgard. Yeah. Um, but. My theory is, Britton, you ready for this? I, I'm ready for not this? ready. I think, when I was thinking, like, how is Hulk going to tie into a Thor storyline well enough, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, besides just having them fight for no reason, I think they're going to... I hope be, doesn't happen. Oh, I'm, I, I'm assuming they're going to fight at some point. At or some point, but... But my theory is 
they're going to use Ragnarok, the concept, but also tie in a little bit of Fear itself. Mm. That comic book line, where the Hulk was given one of the hammers of Fear. That was a yeah. thing. I yeah. forget what its name was. But I'm thinking there's going to be some f- form of Hulk possession Probably. monster idea. That's cool. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of why, you know, unless just, uh, you know, Bruce Banner is just going to be mad the whole time and then somehow the Hulk winds up at Asgard and helps out Thor for no reason. Like, I feel like it's going to be really messy unless, you know, whoever the main villain in Ragnarok is going to. Well, I'm hoping not Loki. Like, Loki's going to be in it, but I wanted them to be somebody else. I feel yeah. like they'll have to team like that, up. I thought that worked real well in the Dark World when they worked together yeah. in it. Um, but uh, I don't see how you smoothly bring the Hulk in no. to Thor. Those like, are two complete opposite sides. Yeah, of... unless he's being used as like a monster. Yeah. And then I'm assuming, like, you know, Thor will help him out, and then they'll probably team up. But, like, yeah. to get him into that story, I feel like he's going to have to be used in that way. And then Planet Hulk. And then Planet Hulk. Whenever I think of Planet Hulk, I think of the song Planet Rock. And then okay. I get the main chord progression of that song stuck in my head. I forgot that that was even a thing. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There is that. Um, in missile. Okay, so there wasn't really much comic stuff. Like there was. There was comic stuff. Yeah, but there was. Um, miscellaneous. This is the only miscellaneous story we have. But it's also but it's arguably also the most important, important story. We're gonna have a discussion similar to the one we just had about NX regarding this. Probably not. But Probably not. And then I'm gonna ask Britton a question. McDonald's breakfast. Yes. Good plan, or egg yeah, soaked nightmare. Ooh, see, look. McDonald's franchises are reporting that the new all-day breakfast initiative that was launched last week is, quote, slowing down service, reducing average ticket costs, and causing chaos. Chaos. Chaos in kitchens. And we're not talking chaos emeralds, people. This is bad chaos. Another report from Yahoo Finance described, quote, people falling all over each other and equipment jammed in everywhere. Dun-dun, the breakfast apocalypse has begun. You guys thought it was zombies or giant robots or kaiju? No. It's McDonald's breakfast that will bring about the end times. Like, I understand where this is coming from and why. Because, okay, everyone that works at a McDonald's now, they need to know both menus all the time. Because someone can order something from either menu at any given point. Right. Which, and McDonald's, their kitchens aren't large. No. they, they They aren't big. Well, yeah, there was there was a reason that they only had breakfast at those times because you you have an entirely different menu yeah. for breakfast, so you have a certain focus, you know, and then you, you they switch over and then they you know focus more on the burgers and yeah. chicken sandwiches and you know chicken nuggets that kind of stuff. Nuggies. But now it's literally like you only have so much space in this kitchen, and you know somebody's trying to make patties and that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden somebody Someone's walks in and is like hey i want my hotcakes right now and well maybe that's not, not the best example because they're like pre-packaged okay well may- okay we won't do the hotcakes but it's like i want egg my McMuffin. my egg mcmuffin right now and so most likely you'd probably have to clean off a certain section of the grill or yeah. something like that because who wants burger grease in their egg egg McMuffin. and then who wants egg in their burger unless you're so it's probably that I can understand why it's chaos yeah you know and and that's the thing too is they're trying to do that while also because it's fast food you have somebody sitting there that's really upset because it didn't come out in three minutes yeah you know or less it's just it's it's pandemonium and chaos. And it will bring about the end times. And I really, I want to go to the local McDonald's and I want to ask, like, is this legitimately hindering your business? The end is nigh and the bringer of was, was hash McDonald's breakfast and hash browns. But Ronald McDonald. <laughs> was Ronald McDonald himself. He brought about Ragnarok. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that. I figured that that was important information since we reported on Taco Bell and, before. Yeah, and people <laughs> are really big into uh, the breakfast all day thing. Yeah. I'm, 
Uh, admittedly, I'm not the biggest breakfast fan. Like, no. don't get me wrong, I do like breakfast food, but I'm not somebody that's like, I need my McGriddle Mm-mm. at four. Hotcakes are the only thing I get from McDonald's breakfast menu. I usually get like, like a probably McGriddle. Because yeah. I don't, I also I don't really like their hash browns. They're way too greasy and make me feel bad. They make my they leave a weird taste in my it, mouth. Same, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> Britton, I do have a question for you. What we is are your question, still Logan? in hashtag Shocktober. Um, I'm just yeah. going to keep using that because I feel like everybody okay. uses that, and I think it's creative, and it's not really. We're literally <laughs> You're shattering hopes and dreams everywhere. There's, I'm hoping there's some like moderator of a website out there that is on our pod, listening Buzzfeed. to our podcast, and they're just like, "Oh no, Matt Bellasai we thought we were so yeah. cool." Yeah. Did you you just dropped a whine about it? I just did. Right I did there. Um. Anyway, um. So we're going to keep going with our spooky question. Okay. Shoot. Theme. So, Britain, one thing that we haven't really touched upon, we've talked about scary games, we've talked about scary TV shows, we've talked about scary movies. We haven't gotten to the dark, dark realm of... Creepypastas? Yes, creepypastas. Oh, cool. okay. uh, internet, the internet media of scaring people. Okay. So, um, creepypastas, for those of you who are, don't know, which is probably very, very seldom few anymore, especially with some of the crimes related to them. Yeah, there's a lot of crimes related to them, actually. Unfortunately. Who would have thunk that teenagers and little children are really susceptible to internet hoaxes? Apparently a lot of people. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, creepy pastas are basically scary stories, myths, you know, that kind of stuff that people put out on the internet, usually mm-hmm. on creepypasta. Is it just creepypasta.com? It has a bunch of different forms. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch there's of the different wiki places. and then there's the actual website. Yeah, there's a bunch of places. And then there's something them, but, awful forums. But they're typically, you know, they're scary stories are meant to mess with you, that yeah. kind of stuff, keep you up at night. So, Britton, my question then is what is your, do you have a personal favorite yeah. creepypasta? Okay, well, you see, I, I really like early beginnings of the Slenderman mythos mm-hmm. because... Before people were Bef- killing people. Before people were killing people thing. because of him. It, like, in maybe eighth grade is when I first heard about it. Okay. And I was legitimately creeped out. Yeah. Because it was like, wow, this is horrifying. It's a tall man with tentacles that abduct- abducts children and yeah. has appeared in, they were fake photographs, but he was, like, photoshopped very believably into these photographs with a bunch mm-hmm. of children that were, like, old, and there was a whole myth about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Marble Hornets. Yeah, Mar- um, Marble Hornets did a great job with that. Marble Hornets, for those who don't know, is one of my favorite internet um, yeah, it's a, media. Is it over? It is, is it over, ended? yeah. It's officially it's, ended? Um, it is a sh- not short series. It's kind of long at this point, but it's a, a found footage style series by um, Troy Wagner and Joseph DeLonge, as well as Tim Sutton and a bunch of other people at the um, Troy Has a Camera uh, corp- mm-hmm. Not they're not a corporation, but like it's a group of people on a uh, YouTube and Facebook and stuff, and um, they're predominantly their predominant works so far are Marble Hornets and then their short comedy sketches, mm-hmm. and um, two, two complete opposite ends. Of the they're really part. good at both, <laughs> so <laughs> they'll scare you and make you laugh. Yeah, like literally just like Brendan and I. Minute. Yeah, um, they have a new series coming out actually right now called uh, Clear Lakes Forty Four. <laughs> Which is like surveillance for like your, like your pause of like Logan, what are you doing? I'm <laughs> trying to creep out the camera. But um. Marble Hornets follows these characters um who are trying to film a college movie and then they stumble upon Slenderman or in their stories called the Operator. And whenever he's on camera, it glitches out and there's problems and um it starts getting attached to these characters, kind of like a ghost does in most mm-hmm. scary stories. And it's them over the course of like 85 episodes and three different seasons yeah. trying to deal with, get rid of, and escape this being. Yeah. Um, and I think it is, is probably one of the best examples of the Slenderman character done well. Um, honorable mentions to Everyman Hybrid for doing mm-hmm. it and Tribe 12. But um, there are two other series online similarly. But yeah, I really like those. Um, more modern stuff like the game Slender isn't amazing. Slender the Arrival though, which mm-hmm. is the sequel to the game Slender that a lot of that made a lot of YouTubers famous, was actually written by Troy Wagner and Joseph Delange who made 
Marvel Hornets. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. So there's that. How about you? Um, for me, I'm trying to think. I just ones that I've read. Um, necessarily the I know it's a really popular one, the Russian sleep experiment. That yeah, that's kind of creepy. That's creepy. Yeah, that one I don't <laughs> don't like reading it every once in a while. Um, I think ones that visually bother me, like I don't like looking at, like mm-hmm. you know, because there's obviously there are some creepy pasta that are stories and some that are videos and some, some that, that are, are just images. images. Uh, I really don't like the smile dog. Yeah, that's horrifying. Don't um, Google that. Or do. If, I guess yeah, if you if, want to creep yourself out, look it up, but I'd suggest not. It's more shocking than creepy. Yeah, I don't I don't like the... Like, I know there's, like, the original one, and then there's, like, a, the one that's mainly red. Yeah. You know, like, red. the red and colored one, like, I don't like it, and even talking about it right now, I can, like, picture it yeah. in my mind. And it's just... Same with Jeff just, the Killer. They both, yeah, they both bother me. Jeff the Killer doesn't bother me as much but the i don't know why like the they're smile not dog scary won't. but like when you see them it's like ew no i don't, yeah, don't want to look at that it, please you don't want to look yeah. at um so there's that i do the story as a whole and kind of like what it's spun off into and all the different things um i do like the haunted majora's mask the ben drowned mm-hmm. uh whole mythos there yeah that's um, cool with that it's it's well written and, and, and once you read that and you go through all of that and all you know the different videos and that kind of stuff with that um, playing Majora's Mask itself, it has a whole different experience. <laughs> yeah, it sure. like makes that game even creepier than it kind of already is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So probably those. Um, there's a lot. Like I, I don't know why it was mainly my freshman year. We were like really into reading different creepy pastas, and my friend and I, I would be somewhere and be like, "Oh, yo, read this one." And then, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of yeah. how it was. There was. One that I thought would be really stupid, but it ended up being pretty good. It was one based off of um, the NES Godzilla game. Oh. And I was like, this is going to be terrible. Like when sounds, my f- yeah. yeah. When my friend told me to read it, I was like, this is going to be terrible. But it ended up being, like, really creepy. And, oh. like, went, actually, it was pretty good. That's good. Um, So, yeah, those are those. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, check those out. If if you haven't and yeah. you wanna you wanna get thoroughly creeped out, um, yeah. me and my brother actually we watched every Marble Hornets episode on the anniversary, which was in June, mm-hmm. and um, like at this point they're not scary because I've seen them so many times, right? But like they're really good, like yeah. they they're yeah. genuinely well made, and um, well made. if if you want to get not necessarily scared but unsettled, yeah, seriously unsettled <laughs> for a little bit, I check those out. Yeah, but just once again, remember, I this is a stupid thing that I think you have to say now is that they're fake. Don't, they are. Don't go out into the woods and hurt your friend to try and summon a fake internet character. Like, yeah, don't do that. That's really dumb. You know, it's yeah, don't do not that. worth it. Obviously, I'd hope you'd have more mental stability <laughs> not to do that because of something yeah. you read on the internet. But we live in a crazy world, so don't. Slenderman's <laughs> not real. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So if Britain's not, you know, here on Mondays. You know why. But yeah, that kind of wraps it up for our show today. Yeah. You can check us out. Yeah. Facebook.com. Facebook.com. Slash I-W-T-O podcast. Or on our SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. which is now the Edinburgh Now SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud.com slash Edinburgh Now. We also have our YouTube, which you can find by looking for the channel, um, doing a channel search for It Won't Turn Off with an exclamation point, and we should come up. We have some videos on there. We have our sitcom intro. We have the footage from last week. We have the footage from or last episodes, yeah. um, and the footage for this episode should be up because we haven't had any problems with the camera today. Yeah, and if you like listening to us here, uh, you might yeah. want to check watching us do it too. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, a whole new level. you just saw me dance a yeah. little bit while we were talking about the YouTube. So I've been like sinking out of frame this entire time. Yeah. So you get to watch Britain slowly sink out. Usually, <laughs> I I make eye contact with the camera while a lot. I talk about things. So a lot. You can feel personally like I'm talking. And looking you. right at you, yeah. if you want. And we have a, a lot of video content planned. Oh yeah, um, we got for a the lot end of this month. <laughs> a lot of stuff. I don't know how we're gonna figure it all out. We'll do. But we're gonna something. do our best. But, um, but yeah, we, the uh, the stuff that's coming out, I'll I'll give you a hint. Um, one of them's gonna be pretty heavy, and then oh. Ooh. the other's gonna be pretty spooky. Nice. So heavy and spooky. Get ready so. for those. Oh yeah. So. Uh, as always, have a good one. Um, have a good weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend. Yeah. 
Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Have the best weekend. for WFSC is provided in part by John's Wadwood Pizzeria. Open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswadwoodpizza.com. Hello, this is DJ Patrick Dewey. Join me for the best variety of rock music as well as lots of information about what's going on in the music world and fun facts about rock. Saturdays at 2 p.m. on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio.